Drive with Ken Chester, America's premier automotive news and information talk show. Ken loves talking all about cars, past, present, and future. Here he is, that automotive nerd with a historical twist, Ken Chester. Welcome to another information-packed hour of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier automotive news and information talk show. Glad you could join us. I'm Ken Chester, your host. If you're a first-time listener, let me tell you right now that Roadworthy Drive is not your father's car show. We share, report, and discuss consumer-oriented automotive topics that are timely and topical. We also take the time to explain the swirl of automotive technology in terms that are used by many, <laughs> but explained by few. And more importantly, the how and the why you need to know about what's going on so that you would be a better consumer. These are changing times for the American motorist. Consider us your roadmap, which, by the way, my estimation is better than GPS. I, I prefer maps. I'm a map geek. What can I tell you? <laughs> Here every week. In studio with me, as always, are the other members of the Roadworthy Drive crew, sometimes referred to as the peanut gallery, my friend what? and executive producer Jack at the controls, and our social media diva Sasha holding it down on mic to hey people. Hi, guys. Hey. How is everybody? I'm not doing too bad, but I have a question for both of you. Well, and when you got that, I've got a question for Sasha. Okay. Uh, Sasha? Uh, what? I actually got to talk to the suits, actually, this time. What? They wanted to know about the survey. Uh, I was following a complaint that I mm -hmm. thought the survey that you did online mm -hmm. uh -huh. was uh -huh. rigged. Uh-huh. And they told me, they referred me back to you. Take right. it up with you. It was not rigged. Uh, uh, that no, was no. your imagination. No, no, no. And Ram is still a Ram, honey. No, no, no. Get over no, it. No, no, no. The people have spoken. Yeah. And the All votes are in. three of them. No, of there was more than votes. three. Yeah. There was more than three. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is like Chicago voting, the right? People... Vote frequent, vote often. And it yeah. worked. No, by the same people, the, though. The people have spoken, and Ram ripped off Chevy. Uh, uh, Thank you. Nah, Thank you. Nah, nah. Now, Number two. Yes, yes, sir. We, the three of us this week, have all have had a very interesting week. But here's my question to both of you. Mm -hmm. Two of us live in the city. One of us lives in the country. Mm -hmm. Did your vehicle this week get a target put on it? I'm sorry? Did a what? Target. I have no idea what you're talking about. Real simple. It's called the ice, and people driving like idiots. Oh, no. Uh, mine had a target on it a couple weeks ago. Well, we knew that. Yeah, right. no, no. Again, no, because now I have learned my lesson. If it is bad out, I don't go out. Well, And I drive well. slower. Uh, although, I will say, last evening on the glare ice, mm -hmm. yeah, two deer. Oh, that's not a good combination. Yeah, I beeped the horn. I scared one, and the other one thought better of it and went the no, other way. No, this week for me was I felt like the truck had a new target put on it. Oh, my. I didn't, I didn't even know Was it spray-painted, or was it just uh, GPS-based, no, or what? No, it was just draped all over it because, I mean, people were driving not very well on ice. And the rule that, that they went over all week long here was, guys, slow down. Oh, I thought it was don't veer for deer. Well, that too. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about a little bit from the parts bin, shall we? Okay, go ahead. Um, before, but wait a minute. Before I do that, because I don't want to forget this, uh, to our first-time listeners, if you desire to add your voice to the conversation, <coughs> 
excuse me, it's easy. Call or text me on the Roadworthy Drive line at 872 222 9793. If email's your thing, you can reach out to me at ken at roadworthydrive.com. Either way, me and the Roadworthy Drive crew would love to hear from you. Now I'm ready for From the Parts Bit. Let's go. Okay. How about this? Audi launches first vehicle integrated toll technology for the United States. Did you say toll, T O L L? Yes, sir. Okay. They will expand their vehicle to infrastructure technology by offering the launch of a vehicle integrated toll payment technology in select vehicles. In other words, you would not need the little thing that I need when I go to Chicago. Right. Which is pretty cool, by the way. Um, they're gonna, they call it the integrated toll module. It's a toll transponder already built into the vehicle's rear view mirror, allowing drivers to access toll roads in the U.S. and in parts of Canada and Mexico. This device already has a program yeah. for every single jurisdiction that put tolls. Well, let me make this easy on you. Okay. Um, most of that is an outfit called Easy, T- uh, I believe it's called Easy Toll or Easy... I thought, I thought it was Easy Pass. Easy Pass. Thank you. That's what it is. And Easy Pass is good in like 16 states. Okay. So basically, if you were driving from here to the East Coast, all you, even if you had like the Illinois Pass, which is what I have, mm-hmm. um, it works on all of them. And oh, by the way, this was the first year when I went to Chicago Auto Show that I used my pass. I had actually gotten it last year, but it came too late for me to use it. Right. Now, normally these passes, they tell you where to position it and all of that Mm -hmm. needs to be an inch to the uh, side and down from the header and all that i taped mine to the inside of the window worked like a charm the cool part you can go online you go to the site you get a report of everywhere where it where it hit your account for toll Mm -hmm. the best part at least in illinois unlike if you give cash because illinois is Mm semi-automatic uh you pay half the price for example if you're paying um, a buck eighty with the pass. It's mm-hmm. three sixty with cash. What? Yeah, which motivated me to do exactly what they wanted me to do: get one of those electric passes. No, that would explain it. When it when it well, heck, Massachusetts. When I was there last year, it's totally electric on the Mass Pike. You get a bill. Wow. There are no toll booths at all. None. There is no opportunity to pay cash on the Pike. You just roll, and they send you a bill. Okay. So that's where we're going. So this is actually kind of pretty cool. Uh, And they're looking at um, this mirror-based toll payment solution uh, gives you convenient access because you can load it. Like my account Mm -hmm. in Illinois is set automatically. You have to load it with, I think I loaded it originally, 30 bucks, And then you set it for how much you want it to replenish. So when it drops below $10, it will automatically hit your account for whatever you set it for. In my case, I set it for 20. I'm already set for next year. Okay. Unless I go to Chicago between now and then. So that I thought that was pretty cool. This one for Sasha. Yes, sir. UPS is building its own fleet of electric delivery trucks. I was wondering. Guess who were they were partnering with? Who? Workhorse. No. Yes. Okay. My workhorse? Us, yes, those your of workhorse. Us that don't know what is workhorse. Tell them, Sasha. Okay, so Workhorse actually, they developed a SUV, an electric SUV, to start with. And we covered it a little bit last year. That looks sharp. That looks sharp. Um, They covered it a little bit last year. Um, And then who are they getting to manufacture, like, the build Uh, Workhorse? UPS is going to build their own like they always have. 
They're going to use oh. the workhorse technology in it, okay. but they're going to build their own. They're looking at, I believe, 50 vehicles to start. They have over, right now, worldwide, 300 either electric or hybrid vehicles. Mm -hmm. And uh, once they refine it, they're looking at this workhorse UPS truck, this electric truck, to be the standard truck that they're going to roll out starting in 2019 because all over the place. Work workhorse, when they first came out, they were coming out as a utility vehicle. That is right. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, UPS has approximately 35,000 vehicles of diesel and gasoline on the road. Mm -hmm. So the 300s are just a drop in the bucket, but they're looking at rolling this out. Workhorse claims these vehicles have provide nearly 400% fuel efficiency improvement. I'm going to let that settle. 400%. Now, this is what UPS said about this. Uh, with our scale and real-world duty cycles, these new electric trucks will be a quantum leap forward for the purpose-built UPS delivery fleet. And it makes it easier for them to get into cities because they're less noise, no pollution. So they're going to be a perfect last-mile vehicle. And, oh, as we've talked about on this show, if it's an electric vehicle, could an autonomous last-mile UPS delivery truck be far behind? I don't think so. Exactly. See – when we were talking about others making this investment, and I tried to encourage you all, I said, don't look just at Amazon. UPS and FedEx ain't just lying by the side of the road praying for something to happen. They're on trying. top of this. Yep. You know, so, and oh, the best part. These are going to be made. Workhorse makes all their stuff in Union City, Indiana. American-made, people. American solution for an American company made in America. And you got to wonder how far behind FedEx is going to be. Probably not nearly as behind as you think. I mean, this they're looking at cost. After the driver, fuel is a big cost. Yep. And any way that you can eliminate or mitigate cost is the way to go because these guys live for pennies a gallon and pennies a mile. So they're looking at every single way to mitigate cost. Yep. So, as they say, watch this space. Well, and my question is, who is FedEx going to get to do it since pretty much they've all gone to sprinters now? Yep, they have. They have. Well, we'll see. We will see. Next up, leasing. Should you? Shouldn't you? I explore. You're riding shotgun with Ken and Roeworthy Drive. This is Roadworthy Drive. gets tossed around nowadays, you kind of start to wonder what it really means anymore. Well, at Dodge, it means the swept line pickup. It means all new, new from the road to the roof. It means rugged double wall construction throughout and a cargo box that's all welded. That's what makes this swept line a tough, dependable pickup. And this, and this is what makes it Dodge. This baby's got more room than any pickup going. And they've even loaded her up with new ideas, like this easy-access fuse box. And gave her more good looks and comfort than a lot of cars will give you. It even rides new on smooth, new independent front suspension. 
Good for hauling loads back there and pampering people up here. The Dodge pickups just ain't new. It's the only all-new pickup you're gonna see for 1972. Who gives you toughness? It's just your style. Dodge. Dependent. Extra care and engineering makes a difference. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is Roadworthy Drive, and I'm Ken Chester. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, Moo. <laughs> just saying. Dodge commercial. Okay. Leasing. It's been around for years, and its popularity has waxed and waned with the economy. Deals tend to get more generous when the economy is down, and automakers need to move the iron, less so when things are good. But with the ever-increasing price of buying a vehicle, the average transaction price today is right around $35,000. Yeah. Needless to say, when I put my missus in a vehicle a couple months ago, yeah, we weren't near that. We're ten grand below it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the question, and that's average, a- average, which means half mm-hmm. those are way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question begs an answer. Should you consider leasing? Let's just start with a base explanation of what leasing is all about. Okay, I'm going to say this for full disclosure. Are you? It has been 24 years since I leased a vehicle. You leased? I leased a vehicle in 1994. Should we say I'm sorry? Uh, yes, you should. Okay, I'm because, sorry. Because it was a... I don't know if I want radio to... Radio nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, radio nice. Uh, yeah, it you, was... It use was, your radio voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was a Dodge product. Okay. <laughs> And uh, dropped the first transmission to 22,000 miles. Might have been new from road to roof. And I um, lost the second transmission to 27. Cost me $1,000 to get out of the lease. Mm -hmm. So it's been 24 years since I leased a car. So I'm kind of interested to hear what you're going to say about it. Well, okay. Well, let's let's take a step back and, and talk about first how leasing is different from buying. Now, the monthly payments are usually lower. Simply because you're not paying the whole vehicle off. You're basically renting it for a period of time, and you're paying for the use of the vehicle. Um, there's something important that's called residual value. That has a lot to do with where you're, what, what they're going to charge you for the lease. Now, Correct. what does that mean? That means that they have calculated for this given lease what that vehicle is going to be worth at the end of the lease with that mileage, assuming normal wear and tear. In other words, you didn't beat it, it didn't get into an accident, nothing just out of the ordinary. Just right. a normal, typically eh, 24 to 36 monthlies. They know what it's valuable. The higher that value is, the cheaper your lease is going to be. Meaning, the more the car is worth at the end of the lease, the less between the transaction price and what it's worth that you're going to have to pay. Now, is that more typical of your more expensive cars? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, it really gets down to nameplate, and I'm going not going to name drop right now. Okay. But some nameplates are able to offer consumers low lease prices because they're so valuable at the end of the lease. Well, I can think of one of them right now. I can think of one of them right I now, too. I can name three or four of them. But that's an issue. Now, the typical lease, typically, a typical lease is 15,000 miles a year. But you have these other things called the... Ultra low mileage lease. Oh yes, which is ten thousand miles, oh. and you've got these others which are twelve thousand miles. People, let me tell you something. In my, in this reporter's estimation, a ten thousand mile a year lease is not even worth doing. No. Sorry, people, just isn't. Twelve thousand. You really need to sharpen your pencil. 
And the question comes down to this. If you do a lot of mileage, leasing could still work. But one of the things you're going to need to consider, and we'll talk about a little later, is pre-buying miles. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Well, since you're asking me, let's talk about pre-buying miles. Okay. Yeah. All do. right. Typical lease plan, which I need to back up to, just because a dealer is offering you a set lease doesn't mean that's your only choice. If something a little now, longer works for you. Now, when you're saying if I'm offered 36 months 12,000 miles a year. No, 36 months, 15,000 miles a year, 45,000 miles in that time. Good luck with that. Okay, I'm, as an example, that's mm-hmm. all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're telling me that I could look at the dealer and go, okay, guys, I really need I know a 48. A, I, I know that I'm going to drive 20,000 miles a year. I'd like to keep the car for four years. Well, let here. It's a little confusing. Okay. So let me, let me, there's two pieces to that. There is a threshold once you cross it where buying the vehicle is just better. Okay. 36 months is kind of the high end on most vehicles where that makes sense. If you're okay. going to hold it longer, you might as well buy the vehicle. Okay. Okay. On the flip side, most leases today, if they're longer than two years, which I also consider, I'm sorry. Two-year lease is a waste of time, in my estimation, but that's solely my opinion. Um, if you're going to go three years, it's typically 12,000 miles a year. It's not even average mileage. Average mileage in the United States is considered to be 15,000 miles a year. Now, if you've got a 12,000-mile-year lease, you've got the vehicle you want, you can pre-buy those mileage, bring it up to 15,000. Mm-hmm. Did that with my daughter not quite two years ago. It's cheaper per mile to buy it up front than when you turn the car in and go, oh, I'm over by 9,000 miles. You can buy it as little as 10 cents a mile up front. At the end of the lease, it could cost you 25, 30 cents a mile. Something to consider. If you say 12,000 mile three-year lease, 12,000 miles a year or 36,000 miles over the life of the lease, you say, I want to pre-buy mileage to bring that up to 15,000 and make it a 45,000 45,000 mile lease over three years. Let's say you return the vehicle and it's only 40,000 miles. The mileage, the unexpired mileage that you bought, that money's not dead. You get it back. Now, do you get it back in a check in the mail or can you roll that into the next deal? Yes. Wow. It can work both ways. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So things to think about. But another thing that most people may not realize because when you lease a vehicle, you don't own it, mm-hmm. the credit requirements for leasing is actually more stringent than if you bought it. That makes sense. And a lot of people don't realize that. The thing, the leasing, if you, leasing is great if you've got awesome credit. Not so great if you don't. However, with the economy being what it is and dealers needing to sell the iron, sometimes they'll make exceptions and you can ease into it. But it's a matter of it's going to work for you or not. And it doesn't work for everybody. And there are other requirements that you need to consider. One thing really quick, you can negotiate a lease. And we'll talk about that uh, in the next section. Next up, leasing. You have options. Lots of them. This is Roadworthy Drive. This 
This is Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. If you're just joining us, welcome to the downhill side of this hour of Roadworthy Drive. I'm your host, Ken Chester. Thank you for dropping by. Now, if you're one of those who want more than your fair share of the road, check out the show website. That's roadworthydrive.com. Find audio of past shows, video clips of our behind-the-scenes antics in studio as we record the show, and more. The website's also a great place to discover where we are and what we are doing each week between shows in the universe of social media. Sasha is our social media diva who keeps things light and lively as she shares news, facts, and fun from the world of economic tech. I'm sorry, economic, automotive. <laughs> Got money on the mind here. Oh, boy. I'm telling you. I didn't realize you did that. I know, right? I yeah, didn't Economics, realize. automotive technology. Yes. Okay. See how she keeps the social in our social media. Now, the topic for this hour is leasing. And for this part of the show, I just wanted to share with you the many different choices that motorists have when considering a lease. Um, would you believe there are sites online that actually deal in lease transfers, lease assumptions, and this thing I've never even heard of? A short-term lease, which is three months. Never heard of it. Uh-huh. It's out there. There are websites out there that will pair you up with this stuff. One thing to remember, though, particularly on a lease assumption, if you're thinking about doing that, um, the lease company who has the lease on that vehicle mm -hmm. for that individual has to approve you. Mm -hmm. You just can't say, yeah, I'll take the payments. It's great. Whatever. Also... You might want to inspect that car with a fine-tooth comb. Consider this. Let's say the person you're going to lease it from has some hidden damage under carriage or some electrical problems, and they figured out, hey, if I let this other person pick up the lease, I'm scot-free. And guess what? If the, loan, if the lease company says okay, it's the person who turns it in that gets Is stuck it? for all that stuff. So there's no, like, uh, there's Recourse? no... No. Well, there's no – I would think as a as the leasing company, right, that originally holds the title for the car, that if it's going to change hands, I would want to go a look over over the vehicle to make sure. So there's no middle but, – But in this state that we live in, if you know that there's a problem, and I'm going to, I'm going to just ask this question. If the leasing company knows it's a problem, how can they lease that car without fixing it? Okay, number one, remember – person might be a year and a half into a three-year lease. Right. They decide, I want out. Well, the problem is, in a most, most of these leases are what they call closed-end leases. Mm -hmm. Means that, okay, fine. Now write us a check for the remaining balance. We'll right. let you out. Okay. You don't want to or you can't. So you say, all right, I'm going to go to one of these websites and uh, find somebody who can assume or willing to assume my lease. And his person says, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Now, the lease company is not coming out mid-lease to inspect the car. That's not happening. Wow. So it's up to the person assuming the lease. Now, the lease company will run a, a run financials on the person who wants to assume it, oh, make yeah, sure they can make, make sure the payment. They'll, the they'll do that. Right. Correct. 
But it's up to the person assuming the lease in this case to make sure that there ain't nothing funky about the car. So so you're telling me that if I'm the guy that's going to pick up, Ken, your lease, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be given an opportunity to, A, see the car, inspect the car, and take it someplace to have it looked at. Plus, and I'm not name dropping here, I'm going to use one of the car checking services. Mm Mm-hmm. To run that VIN mm-hmm. to see what's been done to that car in the mm-hmm. time that it's been titled. Yep. That's what you should do. Okay. And if the person that holds the lease won't let you do that, walk. See ya. Now, there's another thing um, called car lease. They are the premier car leasing experience site that offers concierge uh, level consumer service. From a single site, consumers can get the car they want with the right offer delivered to their door (coughs) without ever setting foot at the dealer. Okay, but does the car come from a local dealer? Yes, it does. But look, Ma, no dealer trip. Mm -hmm. Which means if you're a busy person, you go online. And what what kills me, because I did a little research on this particular company, 36 different nameplates. To choose from. Everything from Kia to Rolls Royce. Wow. Yeah. it. They've made it really easy, and they've actually raised money. Uh, what got me curious, they actually raised $3.5 million for this company. Oh. And I got to, I got to looking. Um, leases are getting, according to the owner of carlease.com, which is the site I'm talking about, leases are gaining popularity for a variety of reasons, including Rapid advancements in automotive technologies. And shoppers are looking for a convenient one-stop shop to help them navigate the leasing process and quickly get into their next car. Which means a little time online and you go through their steps, which is even financial. It's a four-step option. Uh, you can get a quote, all of that, run your credit, all that. They bring the car to your house. Okay, but my question is, pick a nameplate, any nameplate. Okay. Are you telling me that it's probably going to be the dealer that's going to deliver the vehicle anyway? Yeah, but guess what? You didn't have to go to the dealer and go from dealer to dealer to dealer. You did all that work online. Okay, but is the person bringing me the car going to be able to explain to me the technology? Yes. Okay. Now, how about another, uh, since we're talking about options, this one is called Honker. That's H-O-N-C-K-E-R. <laughs> And they, they actually boast enables consumers to lease a new car in just three swipes on their mobile device and have it delivered to their home the next day. What? Not only that, they've raised $23 million. Wow. Wow. Uh-huh. They said, we are proud to say for the first time ever you can now lease your new car online. Our ethos is simple. We want the car leasing and buying experience to be as easy as buying an airline ticket or shopping with one-click checkout. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Now, I've got to ask, what's the difference between leasing and what we've talked about before with the car subscriptions? Well, that's a whole other conversation. But what we're seeing is that the leasing experience is evolving yeah and there's shades for everybody and i told you this mobility was going to yield a lot of different choices and it's going to be the consumer who wins and the consumer gets to choose um 
the beautiful part about this particular this is a honker is an app, not online. I mean, not a a website. Right. With just your basic info, we can show you cars for lease and their final monthly lease prices. No fine print, no estimates, no charges. We don't need your social security number, credit card information, or any of your sensitive financial data at registration. Only when you close the deal. Okay. I was going to ask that question. And all you need is a check or credit card for your first monthly payment and signing fees. We'll contact you with a convenient delivery or pickup information, and just like that, the keys are yours. Another choice in leasing. When I come back, finally, for the last installment, The Future of Leasing. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is heard exclusively on the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. tuned to Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. This is the last installment of this hour of Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for listening. I'm Ken Chester. Now, during this program over this hour, I've been talking about leasing. Um, we've looked at some of the things you needed to know. We've looked at some of the choices that are now evolving out there online. And we looked at some things that, to be really to be honest, buyer beware. Now, for this last segment, I'm going to wrap this up with a peek into the near future of leasing with some new choices for you to consider that you may not have even realized were choices. But before I do, a programming note. Highways, byways, and roads, and especially bridge repair, have been in the news as of late. There's even been a mention of increasing the federal gasoline tax, and it hasn't been raised in 25 years. But this is a world of new and exotic ways to power vehicles that don't even need gasoline or diesel fuel. So is an increase in the gasoline tax the right path? The next roadworthy drive, I will dive right into the middle of this topic. There are choices that will need to be made, and not in the far-off future, that may impact how much you will have to spend to operate your vehicle. Find out what I'm talking about next time, right here on Roadworthy Drive. When you think you've seen it all, with respect to leasing, something new comes along, and it starts with, who needs dealers? Yeah, I know. That's like, wow. Welcome to the next phase of automotive leasing. Okay, you've now peaked a question. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about there's going to be company A that is going to literally be able to go, quote, get the vehicle from the dealer? I'm not, not the dealer, the manufacturer. Yes. But you, let me. But you've got to be kidding me. But let me start with something that will blow your mind that you may have heard here first. Okay. Now, we've talked about buying a new car. Right. Leasing a new car. Yep. Buying a used car. Yep. Now, welcome Leasing a used car. Wait. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Lease. Back this truck up. Didn't we just have, when you were talking about the leasing, if you were to take on somebody's lease, that you would be responsible for all the problems? No, now no, you're talking no, about no, they're no, leasing no, no, no. a used vehicle. Yep. Only A for me, only if it was certified used, and B if it made sense. Okay, but even if it was certified used, that means that 
I'm just not at all comfortable taking on somebody else's issues. I mean, I get it. It's certified used. But did they go over everything in the vehicle? Uh, do you, do you understand the meaning of certified, certified used? Yes. I used to sell cars. And yeah. I remember. Okay. Okay. All right. And I know the brand you sold. Yes. We're not going to mention them on here. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> no. no. All right, people. Let's start with a name. Starting last year, Toyota. Okay. Then never mind. My concerns are now nullified. Yeah. Okay, Toyota. <laughs> um, we reported here that there's some 19 million yep. off-lease vehicles coming into the used car market in the next three years. Yeah, and the problem with that is all it's going to do is drive the price down. So what automakers are preparing now is a way to up to keep to basically absorb some of these vehicles. And a used vehicle lease, like you said, Jack, certified pre-owned, may be an opportunity for some people. What are the advantages? Well, less cost even than buying it, well, which certified you, pre-owned. Well, which you also have as a certified pre-owned buyer. Mm-hmm. Extended warranty. Somebody, and somebody else has already taken that, that huge hit at the beginning. Yeah. But the best part, it's already been inspected. Yep. It gets an extended warranty. Yep. It's backed by the manufacturer as well as the dealer. Yep. And it could be a good deal. Now, the challenge is not everybody, uh, and I'll call names, GM and Ford don't offer used vehicle leasing. Nope. Pretty much everybody else does. Now, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I saw the list. It blew my mind. But- let me help Sasha with this answer, the case of Toyota. Mm-hmm. To be eligible for the used car lease, uh, Toyota and Scion certified used vehicles must be no more than three model years old and have fewer than 65,000 miles on the odometer. Okay. So wow. there are parameters, and they're pretty strict parameters. Let me throw this curve at you. Let's say you own a Mini, a Mini okay. Cooper. What if Mini told you to go ahead and use your leased Mini car for car and ride-sharing services with the car and ride-sharing lease? They'll pick up, I believe they'll pick up the insurance because it's available through their captive finance company, Mini Financial Services. And they call it the car and ride-sharing lease. Most insurance companies will not let you Uber or Lyft. On their insurance. Nope. Mini said, no problem. And they even went as far as to say, if you're leasing from us now and you want to upgrade to this lease, give us a call. Oh, wow. Now, that's something you don't ever hear. Now, it is not nationwide yet. Uh, There are 16 dealers in California, two in Washington, one in Oregon. And I will add, so far. So there's another thing. Uh, a, A automaker that is not only recognized the gig economy, but has embraced it as a way to basically endear themselves to uh, future owners. Well, and what you have to wonder here is at what point are Ford and GM going to get, quote, caught in this car glut? And all of a sudden, they're going to be really late to the party going, you know what? We really should have leased these huge vehicles a long time ago. But given their size and their heft, even if they're late, they could still make a dent. Better to do it right than not to do it at all. Too many well, companies gotten burned in leasing. 
Now, I want to throw one more at you in the time we've got left. We've talked about used car leases. Um, I want to look to see if I can find – oh, this company. This is a company – you asked the question. It's called Autoflex. They are the ones, whether you want one vehicle, 100 or one, whether you want an open-end lease for business or closed-end personal lease, new or used, we offer you savings at every turn. With one phone call today, you could be driving a new car tomorrow and a lease that offers you more options than any other lease. And they are dealing straight with the manufacturers. And Autoflex leasing, it leases on every new car, truck, van, sport utility vehicle, in addition at this time, they have more than 100 late model lease returns and trade-ins available. We're the only major leasing company to offer these vehicles directly to the public. And like you said, Jack, these well-maintained vehicles are a tremendous value as a large portion of the depreciation has already occurred. Yep. Wow. Well, that would be that would, would going to be my question. So there is so much out there. And so much available in leasing. And we will probably do another leasing show in the future, I guess. Well, that about does it for this hour. Tune in next time when the talk will turn to highway repair and gasoline taxes. Oh, joy. On behalf of the Roadworthy Drive crew, thanks for listening. This has been Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of the Motor News Media Corporation.